Hi there guys and welcome to the Body Power Mind podcast with me, Adam Robinson. Today I talk to Seychelles. Now, Seychelles is a SUP athlete. So SUP stands for stand-up paddleboarding, which is one of the fastest-growing water sports in the world right now. Seychelles has gone on to achieve many championship titles, including the 2019 APP SUP overall world champion, and she also has a 24-hour Guinness world record under her belt as well. I know you guys are going to love this one, so without further ado, let's learn, let's apply, let's inspire, let's do it. So today um, we have Seychelles on the podcast. Now, I'm really excited for this one. Um, I'm a big, big lover of SUP, which is stand-up paddleboard. Um, I've recently got into it myself, and um, I just can't get enough of it. And Seychelles has accomplished so much through her career um, on the water. So, um, yeah, let's go straight in. I mean, Seychelles, um, thanks so much for joining us today. You are a SUP athlete, a SUP yogi, a SUP coach, um, I mean, you're a bit of everything. I mean, wh- when did you first pick up a paddleboard? Good morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And I do. I love stand-up paddle is my, it's definitely my whole, my whole world. And I first started paddling actually in 2014. So I came quite late to the game. You said you've just recently got into it. However, for me, I'm going on my sixth year and it's, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing sport. That's incredible from, for me, the amount you've actually achieved in six years isn't a very long time, really, is it? I mean, it's not, no, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it just seems to have come quite naturally to you. Have you always been involved with like water sports, like different things? I've always been involved with water sports of sorts. Yes, I have a sailing background. So I, for years, so my life before stand-up paddle, I was sailing on boats professionally and recreationally. I have my captain's license. So I've always been connected to the ocean, to the water. And I've always been an athlete. I did a lot of running I've always loved running and so when I you know combined I suppose my athleticism with my love for the ocean and I found stand up paddle it just it just seems so natural and so fun as a way to train and get a workout in being on the water I couldn't think of anything better so for me it was almost like you know love at first paddle I <laughs> I <laughs> I definitely knew very early on that this was going to be my my new path in life and and I've I have I've accomplished a lot in I mean it's going it's almost been 6 years however I would say most of the accomplishments if you're reading my about page on my website I did within 4 or 5 years and wow. it, it was a short amount of time but I really dove 100% into stand up paddle as a career as a life as a passion and and it just shows how much you can accomplish when you really found something that that you love that you're passionate about and that you dedicate yourself to 
a hundred percent. You know, there was no question. It was just like, I'm doing this. This is, this is my goal. This is my dream. This, I love this. I'm going to keep doing it every day. So. Yeah. Like that, the fire just happened and, and you just went from there. Yeah. So it's just, it's consistency and, and doing what you love. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you know, um, beforehand, I mean, before you actually became um, a professional athlete in the stand-up community, a stand-up paddleboard community, what did you do before that for a job, like as a, as a career? Right. I was a professional yachtsman, I guess you would say. I worked on boats, sailing around different parts of the world. And uh, I have my 110 captain's license. I spent a lot of time in the U.S., New England, up and down the eastern seaboard of the U.S., down to the Caribbean, spending a lot of winters in the Caribbean. I spent a couple summers in the Mediterranean and did some sailing on the west coast of the U.S. And... Wow, so you've been everywhere That's pretty much. That's the majority much. <laughs> of it. <laughs> I've been a few places. Yeah, where was your favorite place? The favorite place that I've like ever been? It, where you've um where you've been on your stand-up paddleboard. Oh, where I've been on my stand-up paddleboard. Well, I'm a little bit partial. The favorite place I've ever been, we did actually we were sailing there and paddling there and that was the Seychelles because I've always wanted to go there my whole life. And I finally got to go there, uh, when I got, we, I got married in the Seychelles and we spent a week there on honeymoon sailing and, and paddling. And it's, um, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, but it's also my namesake. So that was just <laughs> an incredible experience for me. Those islands are truly something special so you have a a very deep connection with that place then yeah yeah totally they're uh seychelles means the islands of love so i like that i like that pretty much sums me up i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's nice to see that you have like this passion you know you can you can hear it resonating throughout you even talking about being on the water in general you know not just the stand-up paddleboard and like you say with the um with going out sailing and stuff as well you know it's um you can hear how passionate you are about all of it just generally being on the water um so i think you know that's probably comes with your experience through the, through your career as well with all of it um but i mean you're you're a champion in you know so many different areas um as i was saying before you know you accomplished so much um including the uh, is it the world title for the app sup Yes, I won the the world title in 2019 on the APP World Tour for the sprints and the distance. That's an incredible achievement. So that was a pretty incredible moment for me. Thank you. How how did you feel when you actually won that? I mean, can you talk us through like the um, the process and what you had to go through to achieve that? So, you know, it's been a process since day one, right? Everything that you learn and every leading up to it people get into stand-up paddling as as you're probably experiencing now it's a very inviting sport where most people can jump on a board if they're on the right board in the right conditions and 
they can paddle and they're like, wow, this is, this is fun and I can do this. Right. And you start to get excited about it and you start to set goals and to be able to get on a board and be able to paddle is like I said, pretty easy. Most people can do that, but to really start to develop the skill set, the level of skill sets, it's a very complex sport and it's full body. It's super technical, very skill, lots of, lots of skills that need to be developed. And, you know, where I'm getting at this is basically it takes years and, and hours of, of really putting in the time of really dedicating. I focused a lot on, I had already an endurance base, but I focused a lot on building the skills and building the technique that I didn't have. And 2019 was actually my first year on the world tour. And it was also a year that I went through a pretty traumatic injury in the beginning of the year. And so 2019 was this incredible year for me, obviously, because I, I won the world title and I, I smashed it on the world tour. However, the year started out where I thought I'm going to go have spine surgery and never paddle again. Right. So, um, so, you know, what does it take to lead up to winning a world title? Well, it takes, you know, years of, of, of dedicated training but it also takes, you know, the, the injury for me at the time seemed like it was going to be a full stop, right? And I think this relates a lot to what people are maybe going through right now or maybe have, you know, gone through at different times where, where something just seems like the end of the world or the end of whatever you're doing. And really, it's just an invitation, an opportunity to take yourself to the next level, to get past that and actually overcoming challenges like that are how you get to where you want to be, how you become the person you want to become. And for me, I didn't realize it initially, but as soon as I flipped the switch from it being a, you know, being a victim to the situation to using the situation as an opportunity, I really saw the difference in my, in my paddling. And a lot of that I think was, okay, yes, I developed the endurance, the athleticism, the skill set that I needed to be competing at the level where I was at to be competing with the top women. But the mindset that I was able to develop through also years of, of training my mindset, but really that that experience last year was it was a huge one for me in terms of 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 the of the mindset that's required when you enter a race or anything that's really important to you, how how you attach to the results. And so I Last year, the first stop on the world tour was in May and I had been off the water for pretty much, I was off the water for a lot of 
January. I actually had a couple of injuries last year. It was basically, I, I did a lot of things wrong. And then my body was like, Hey, you're doing it wrong. Um, so I was <laughs> off the water a lot of January and February and March. And I got back on the water in April. And then my first race was in May and I won both the distance and the sprint. And I was like, I was so blown away because I thought, well, I'm just starting to get, I'm just warming up. I've just, I've been off the water for three months and I didn't think I was ready, but I knew I wanted to go and just see how I just wanted to go do my best. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to win. Oh, I'm going to do really well, or I'm going to do really bad. I just thought, well, I'm feeling good now. Let me just go do my best without any idea of what the result was going to look like because I'm coming off of a huge injury and, and lots of time off the water. Right. And so the mindset of there being no pressure on myself to perform, to achieve a certain result, just going out and doing what I love and doing my best. It was amazing that that was all I needed to, to, to win, to be the athlete that I really, that, you know, like you, you were, we work so hard, whether this is athleticism or whether this is in our careers, you know, we sometimes we're working so hard and we're trying so hard to get somewhere, to be somewhere, to be someone, to do something that we forget to stop and slow down, which is a lot of what's happening right now is we're being forced to slow down and stop. And, and, and when you do that, you have the ability to realize sometimes maybe how far you've already come or mm. that the reason you're trying so hard and it's so hard is because maybe you're already there, you know? So I definitely, you know, I already was there. I just needed to make my head let myself know that I was there, right? So that was yeah, yeah, definitely a big a big lesson, a big opportunity that I had in dealing with that injury. And I think that every time we have a challenge, it's a really big opportunity. And so this is a really long answer for how do you, how do you win a world title? But you know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I love all it. of these things are, you know, the physical aspect of being an athlete is only one part of it. There's so much more and the mental, the mindset I would say is more important. Well, you have to develop the physical, I think, first as an athlete, but then to really be a champion, the mindset is what makes a champion. Yeah, that's an, honestly an incredible story. Um, you know, it, it makes the it makes the achievement of getting that world title even more greater. Um, it, it, even to you, you know, um, I mean, that was your first year of entering that tournament with an injury beforehand only a few months before you actually raced and you still came out on top i mean i think that shows the resilience and the discipline of your mindset i think as an athlete and i think that's why you've accomplished so much because you've got this ability to to flick that switch and just say right i need to get my head in the game i need to get on the ball and i need to just get back to what i love doing and i think that i think that's what you did yeah but um, I mean, you've also done um, other things as well. You've, you've, you know, you've you've smashed a Guinness World Record, haven't you, as well? 
<laughs> yes, I did that very early on in my career, actually. So I started paddling in 2014, and I did the Guinness World Record at the end of 2015. So I'd been paddling um, a little over a year <laughs> when I did <laughs> the 24-hour like world record. <laughs> And uh, it did seem like a good idea at the time, actually. What happened was uh, my mentor, coach, boss at the time, I was working at a stand-up paddle shop down in Key Largo. And I wanted to paddle from Key Largo to Key West. And logistically, that just was going to be too difficult to pull off at the time. And so we just said, well, let's just do this 24-hour paddle. It was something that another paddler had just done. And so we did a 24-hour paddle just for fun, and when I tallied up how many miles I'd done at the end, I looked up and it was more than the current woman's record. So I decided... Wow. how far did you actually go? Um, that first time I did 90, either 92 or 94 miles, something like that, wow. and then decided, well, geez, I need to do this officially so I can get that record. So trained for a few months after that and, and then and then did it officially at towards the end of the year. And and then when I did it uh for the world record, it was 110 miles and it was more than the woman's and the men's record by 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 quite a lot actually. And it's since been broken unofficially, I think three times, but no one's done it officially because Guinness is such a difficult company <laughs> to work with. The amount <laughs> like they, won't, they won't just come a, out if you ask them to sort of thing. They'll want like... Well, they, they'll come out if you pay them enough. But if you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on your, if you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on your world record attempt, which most people don't, then you can submit all of your evidence. But the amount of evidence and the amount of hoops and loops and everything that we had to go through to get it officially approved, I'm not surprised that no one else has done it officially since then. Wow. So I guess you need a strong mindset so, to just get them out as well. <laughs> you do. You do. You have to really be committed, I think, driven and, and pay attention to details and, and all these things, right? I think the best athletes are definitely the ones with talent, but also the ones that are very, you know, smart and focused and... Mm. And they, you know, there's a, a a saying I I'm reminded of quite a lot that it's hard work trumps talent almost every day of the week, and and it's true, right? If you're yeah. talented but you don't go out and put in the effort, somebody who's going to go out and put in the effort, they eventually their talent will catch up, you know, or their decision making yeah, yeah. the will will pass surpass you at some point, right? So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I mean, with this Guinness World Record as well, was it, as it sounds, you know, just constantly paddling for 24 hours, like nonstop? Was that was that the situation? Right, it was non, nonstop for, well, how many miles can you do in 24 hours? And the 24-hour clock doesn't stop. However, you can stop paddling. I mean, I took a couple of, you know, I sat down on the dock for a few minutes, eat some food. I had to stop every 
couple of hours to refill my hydration pack or change the batteries on my camera, things like that. And so I did a lot of little pit stops and the, um, it was a, oh, so you're probably in kilometers, 178 kilometers was the distance. And yeah, it was, it was a pretty incredible experience actually. It's definitely, I would think I'm more proud of that than I am of anything else that I've accomplished in my career. So right, okay. So you hold that closest to your heart, really. I, um, it's I do. One of your biggest accomplishments, yeah. I do. It was so early on; it was such a big accomplishment, and it's definitely something that I'm going to do again one day when I'm. It doesn't align with training to compete on the world tour because those events are more like ten to twenty kilometers, and it's a very different training program for ten to twenty kilometers than it is for, you know, a hundred or two hundred <laughs> kilometers. So. But I, but I want to do it. I want to do it again, and 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 bring that record back. And I want to have it be like it was in the beginning, where the the women's world record was greater than than the men's, because I think it's very special, and you don't see that a lot with with records that a woman could hold a higher record than than a man. And in in an ultra distance event like a twenty four hour event, she can right. So I'm gonna. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, brilliant. That sounds good. Um, And I mean, with this sort of athlete lifestyle, I mean, what does your daily routine look like? Um, uh, Do you stick to just stick to a routine, um, you know, quite naturally every day? Um, I I think I've seen you post some live videos up about the, uh, I think, do you go out in the morning at about 6 a.m. or something like that? Yes, I stick to a morning routine that's when I'm home which okay now I'm home every day but my normal life I travel a lot to events and whatnot so the routine does get interrupted a bit when I'm when I'm traveling but there's definitely things that I do every day no matter what and I definitely have a bit of a routine throughout the whole day when I'm home and and the morning routine no matter what is that I wake up and I meditate first thing in the morning before the mind really starts getting switched on is the best time and the clearest time to to connect to your meditation practice. So I do that first thing in the morning. I do journaling in the morning. I drink water and I drink tea and then I go to the sunrise, which now is just a little, it's around 7 a.m. here on the East Coast. So we're in Florida where I am. So I'm... Normally, the sunrise would still be, you know, quiet, meditative time. And, and it still is, but I have been for the last two weeks or so doing Instagram Live for the sunrise because there's so many people right now that are hurting because they can't go to the beach and they can't be on the water and they really miss it. And so I've got a pretty regular following that's just tuning in and I'm saving it on my story all day so people could tune in that aren't, you know, on at that times necessarily that just want to feel like they're at the beach for a few minutes. Right. (laughs) So I do, I watch the sunrise every morning and then I'll eat breakfast and I'll do my, I'll check in with my, you know, emails and social media and kind of organize my, 
organize my administrative tasks for the day and then I usually go train around nine. I do my first training session uh, around around nine and I come home and I eat lunch and then I do a little bit more work on the computer for a couple of hours and then I usually I'll have an afternoon training session or a surf or I will just you know have a relaxing afternoon but that's kind of my routine the morning routine is the most important to me just getting that meditation and that journaling in and just setting myself up to have a successful and productive day do you think the um the meditation journal inside of it is a big part of your success definitely because like i was speaking about just a few minutes ago the mindset and where where your head's at and 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 and, and really because that's going to control where your body's at because your brain is going to control your nervous system and your nervous system is going to control your performance, right? I mean, there's all sorts of things involved in there with your chemicals and your hormones and your water, 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 but, but the, but the ability to connect deeper with yourself, to calm yourself, to know how to breathe and just when we are in a relaxed state is when our performance is the best and so I think it's, it definitely, it's a very powerful tool for, for, for so many aspects of your, of your life. And it's a challenging practice and also just the practice of learning to quiet and slow down. Just, just practicing that is going to translate into the rest of your life because we all have chatter going on in our minds, right? And mm-hmm. That chatter is sometimes productive and positive, but oftentimes it's chatter that you'd probably be better off being able to just turn the volume down a little bit, right? So if you practice that every single day, you get better at it and you get better at keeping your thoughts positive and uplifting and motivating and being able to flip the switch from anxious thoughts, stressful thoughts, negative thoughts to positive ones or just to quiet and breathing right that's just a it's just really healthy and good for yourself to to do that so yeah yeah I've um I I try and meditate as much as I can really um and sometimes I come up with the excuse for myself that I don't have time but I know there's always time for meditation um but um I know that I, you know I've definitely felt the benefits of it myself and I know I know the benefits of it and I can feel the benefits of it but I need to I know for myself I definitely need to start making more time for it um you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, especially on um, mindset and success and things. And the majority or nearly all um, guests on those shows, they all meditate, every single one of them. Yeah. Um, and I think it's such a powerful thing to do. Um, and I was actually talking to um, a, a guest that I had on the show, um, and she's a yoga instructor. And she was saying, you know, it just brings us back to to us. You know, like you were saying before, life is very fast and it can get very stressful. And we just need to take time for ourselves sometimes. And we meditation is probably one of the only ways we can actually do that now um, from this fast-paced life that I think we live. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, your, your daily routine, it sounds like you're on the water about three or four times a day altogether. Um, if 
um, someone who is actually listening to this, um, including myself as well, which I'm very interested in, um, wants to become a professional athlete in SUP, um, what advice would you give them to start? Hmm. I would say, you know, come at some of the things that I've already mentioned, which are that it takes years <laughs> of dedicated. <laughs> that's what, that's what no one wants to hear. <laughs> I, you know, it's, you know, and my, and my, my coach, he would say it even, um, I, right now my coach is, is, is Larry Kane and he, he, he would say it even probably in a, in a less, in a way you'd want to hear it even less than I would, you know, talking about realistic expectations. However, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a really fun sport and it's pretty easy to get good, but the, the better you get at it, the harder it is to get even better. Right. It's like when you're going, like, think of it like a mountain that's like pretty pretty um uh, what's the word what's the opposite of steep gradual a pretty gradual incline at the bottom but the closer you get to the top the more steep it gets right see yeah so it's it takes basically just know that it's going to be a few years of really putting in the work to, to, if you want to be a professional in this sport, right? Mm. You can, mm. you can be good in this sport and you can have a lot of fun in this sport your first year of paddling. Right. But if you want to be a professional, you know, set yourself up for a, a few, a few years and, and then, and then get a coach and have a, have a plan and, and follow the plan because the, you know, the plan is, is, is helpful even though, Okay, plans change, right? The the most important thing is have the vision, have the goal, and then be flexible on how you're going to get there and be flexible on the plan. But it's still important to get a coach to have one because what that offers you is the confidence in your plan, the confidence in your process, right? So I definitely, ha having a coach has been, and, and having a training plan to follow has been a huge accelerator in my success. I think a lot of athletes think, Oh, I can just do it on my own. I will just, I'll just go out and I, I can push myself every day, but it's, it's not about just going out and pushing yourself every day. There's different training, you know, adaptations, there's different training, <sighs> different workouts are targeting different aspects mm. of your of your training, of your skill set, of your fitness. And so actually going out, what I see a lot of times is people will just go out and they'll do the same, you know, 10K loop every time and just see if they can do it faster every time. And that's definitely, it's it's one of the slower ways to get faster. And, and oftentimes it leads to a plateau very quickly. So, and and while we're on this topic, I write training programs for athletes. So if anyone was interested in a training program for paddling, um, we have, a, I use a coaching platform. Yeah. We, I use a coaching platform called Paddle Monster 
and write training programs for paddlers. We also have sections of the app that are for people who just want, that maybe they don't want a training program, but they just want to learn more about technique and about equipment and about gear and about how to paddle and, and all these things. We have tons of videos and blogs and articles. And actually, currently, since this whole lockdown, we've been doing Facebook Live on our Facebook page, Paddle Monster, every single day, which is all for, for free to the, to the whole online community and the whole paddle community. And we just want to keep people motivated and uplifted and, and stoked on this sport. So we're providing lots of educational information free currently. And again, we just have a huge database on our, on our website, on our, on our app. We have a training app and it's, it's a great online community of paddlers that are all have goals and are all working toward to reaching those goals and, and supporting each other and, and showing up to events and, and then you have friends from all over the world that you know because you want training on together and so it's so it's it's fun and it's great and I definitely would say having a having a coach setting some realistic goals and then having a plan to reach them would be the advice for somebody who is looking to you know, in, just to improve or to become, you know, a professional in this sport, definitely. Yeah, so it's important to actually, like you were saying at the start, you know, to keep that passion and that drive um, for the sport itself. But also it's important to make compromise when you're maybe struggling a little bit to, to you know, listen to your coach a little bit more and make that compromise, work with them and together you can achieve that that goal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Seychelles, it's been incredible um, chatting to you today. Um, I've learned so much, um, especially about SUP um, and the athlete's mindset. I mean, what, what does the future look like for you now? I mean, you've accomplished so much already. Um, where, where's the next step for you? Well, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I had my goals and my uh, eyes set on a second world title for 2020. And not that I don't have my eyes set on that. I'm just, I just don't, I just don't know again. Right. We have a, we have a vision, but we have to be flexible with, with how we're going to get to that vision. And right now I'm still training and I'm, as soon as they say that the pool's open and we're able to start going to events again, I'll definitely be doing that. I just, I've kind of released my assumptions or, you know, of, of when that's going to happen. So I would love to get to achieve one more world title. However, I'm getting a bit on in years and I really want to start a family. So I see myself, uh, staying in this sport, but less on the professional side and more on the coaching side in the coming years. And then, uh, I would love to get back to life on the ocean and, and, and sailing. So we'll see. Just enjoying life. Yeah. Just living my best life. That's what I've been up to and that's what I'm going to keep doing, right?
The most valuable thing I've ever learned in life, I think it's how to relax. I think it's that knowing that in any situation, staying calm and, and how to stay calm, being able to stay calm is always going to make, you know, is, 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 is going to make things easier for you than being, having a stress reaction or panicking. And that goes back to like what I said, your performance and your decision-making is always going to be better in a relaxed state, in a calm state. And so having the ability to, to do that, I would say that's the most valuable thing I've ever learned. Not that I'm not that I'm super good at it. I still work at it every day. <laughs> but, yeah. Brilliant. Seychelle, thank you so much for today. Um, thanks for all the value you've given. Uh, I'm sure our podcast listeners will take um, a lot of uh, information and help away from this. So thank you. And I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I hope I get to see you at an event one day soon. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it around with your friends and family members and give them the tools to transform their lives as well. I've been Adam Robinson, and this is Body, Power, Mind. Body, power, power.